Hello, Leanna. How are you? I'm tired, Ed. You know the number of times we've started this podcast, either you or me or both of us are tired? Is this indicative of just us? There's so many people that are tired these days. Like, it's it. Why are people tired? Why are we all tired? Why are we all tired? Well, because people don't respect, I can't do your thing this exact second. So everyone ends up just cramming everything in and we end up, you know, our show's on Friday. So by the end of this, we're exhausted. Yeah, it's uh, been a long week for me because I was, you know, people may be aware I was out in Halifax. For, uh, and we're going to talk about some interesting things today. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, as opposed to normal weeks when we talk about non-interesting things. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the sort of, I don't even want to call it a controversy, the discussion about Madonna's face as it showed up at the uh, the Grammy Awards. Um, it, it, it's something. Um, I'm going to talk maybe about how uh, women... Female female actors often, if they want to get serious notice for their acting, have to make themselves look less attractive because that somehow is bold and 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 indicates greater acting. I I don't know. Um, and we're going to talk a bit about nostalgia and uh, might as well start there. Uh, but before we do, I do want to know uh, if anybody out there is a baker. Um, I want to know why. Poppy seed bagels have so damn many poppy seeds. There's enough poppy seeds, I can make opium. Yeah, it didn't used to be like that. No, it didn't. Like now, first of all, it's hard enough to find poppy seed. You think you see a poppy seed bagel and it's an everything bagel. And I don't like everything bagels. Yeah. Like everything, and they should just call them too much bagels. I don't like everything bagels. I don't, I, I want poppy, I don't need the garlic. I don't need the onion. I don't need the other casserole on it. Um, I just like a poppy seed bagel. And there are so many poppy seeds on a bagel that you can choke on them. It's, I don't understand. I understand that a lot of poppy seeds will fall off after you've made it. So I understand they're being a little bit extra. But these things, they're, they're surrounded. They're, they're encased in, in this bulletproof shield of poppy seeds. And I don't, I don't get it. I, that, I, stopped eating, I stopped eating those bagels for that reason. I can't, uh, I I can't handle, first of all, the mess. And then yeah, it's always so messy. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it gets stuck in your teeth. And it's just, and it's wasteful, right? When it's just falling off, that's not, you're not consuming that. That's not adding to the experience. It's just the sheet of mess, you know? Um, and that was, I mean, that's not a major issue in the world. Uh, no, it's, just, it's just one of those weird things where you wonder why does this, like, it's not once or twice. Why does this keep happening? We can't be the only people that think it's, it's wasteful and excessive. No, and you know what we should do? We should stir up, um, a lot of, uh, interest in this. So we have another thing that will distract people from actually important topics. Well, I think there's a lot of people who think I can't do anything about actually important topics. And I know I I have had to just turn off the news apps lately because the doom and gloom 
Like they're really trying to grab people via fear. For instance, you know, the, the, I'm, I'm traveling, uh, not next week, the week after first time since COVID. Right. And of course, March break is coming up. And so all the doom articles are starting about travel. And it's like, you can't, if something's going to go wrong as a traveler, you can't do anything. The idea that the CBC has experts saying, oh, make sure you have enough money for a second ticket at full fare. Nobody has that. Yeah, who has that kind of, you're lucky if you have money for a, a ticket at, at a, a discount fare in the first place. Well, yeah, and airlines are the only service provider that aren't required to actually provide you the service you paid for, right? Like a bus company, if you pay a, a TTC fare, you you go somewhere. You know, if you take a bus, you pay the ticket, you get on the bus. Planes are the only ones who are like, well, no, we can't see you and we can't see you tomorrow and we can't see you next week. Find your own way. Yeah, there's no pre-boarding on uh, on transit buses. There's no people standing, you know, you're standing in line to get on the bus and they announce pre-boarding or they say people who are going to sit in the first half of the bus can get on now. Like, it's, you just all get on the bus. I was on a plane, uh, you know, both ways to Halifax. Yeah. Uh, again, I hadn't done it since before the pandemic and it was awfully odd. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they don't guarantee that they'll even let you on the plane, but they will take your money. And I mean, every time there's an issue, like remember that uh, train that was extremely late and people were stuck on it because of inclement weather. And there were all these negative headlines and I am I am no fan of a certain train company. I won't mention them because I don't want to get Saga in trouble. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, but you know, in this case, it was weather. There was only so much they can do. And this negative headlines about how horrible it was for people. But planes, similar thing. And it's just, well, be prepared to take another form of transportation. If you can take another form of transportation, most people don't fly. If you can do anything but fly, most people don't. Because flying sucks. Yeah, but... It, the amount of time it takes to go ground transportation also sucks because you're stuck in like a bus or a train with people for a long time. And, you know, it, it that that funk develops. Yeah. You know, where it's just human bodies, especially in the winter where you're wearing your winter coat and yeah. uh, you get a little sweaty and that funk develops that starts low level and you don't notice it because you're in the train. But if you like get out of the train, you go to the bathroom, you come back out, you're like hitting the face with yeah. like it's like movie theater funk. Um, and and, and I, I admit because of this, I almost didn't go. I almost was like and then it's like it's my friend's wedding. This literally only happens once. You know, it, it's a once in a lifetime thing. I should go. And now it's just stress. And I don't know what news is supposed to be news. Right. It's supposed to inform how does oh here's this method of transit and it's all on you it's it's nothing on the company i mean i have seen some stories about people pushing for for legislation because in apparently in certain parts of the world where the government has legislated 
you know, actually providing the service. This stuff happens a lot less. That's cool. But I don't know why no one at these major media outlets is going, uh, we did this story on trains and covered it this way. Why are we covering airlines a completely different way? This used to happen when they paid for editors. Oh yeah, way back in the in the uh, the, the the Babylon days of the news. You want to something funny? You mentioned what? Doom earlier. Yeah. This week, I came across a scholar that I had to send an email to. Yeah. This person is a PhD. Their last name is Doom. That's pretty cool. They're literally Doctor Doom. That's sweet. So I have to send this email, dear Doctor Doom. That's so awesome. It, it, I don't know how you go through life with the name Doctor Doom, but it's, I, I, it's pretty damn cool. Look, look at the name I go through life with, Leanna. Yeah, I don't understand what comic book villain is that. Uh, there's actually a comic book character named after me because I have a weird name. <laughs> oh no! What was it? Yeah. Well, Secret Six, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, growing up with a unique name. I really think it it does something to you. Oh, and it, what does it do to you? It it makes I think it honestly makes you less likely to go with the crowd because you can't. People have made fun of my name as long as I've been alive, and Leanna I, Banana. Well, my maiden name was Kitchen. And so all through third and fourth grade, I got Leanna Bathroom. Ha, ha, ha. Hilarious. That's, that's the level of, of clever humor that exists yeah. at that age and, and still on the Internet. And so it I just have no patience for name calling. Present company excluded, Ed. Though I check you when I'm around. I see you on social media. You call names a lot. Only to people who deserve it. See, I'm not. I know that's your way. That's not my way. I think that if somebody can bait you into that, they win. No, the people I, I call morons, they're not winning. They don't win. No, they're not winning at life. But with me, if you do that at all, they take it and they show it around. Of course, when they name call, oh, they have every right to do it. And then it's, well, you have 20,000 Twitter followers. You're dogpiling someone. It's like, buddy. You started it. You expect me to just sit here and eat your new know what because you have, you know, 300 Twitter followers and I have a bunch. Do you pick a fight with the biggest guy in the yard too? Well, you're supposed to. Like in jail, when you go to prison, you're supposed to pick a fight uh, with the biggest the biggest guy there. I, I mean, the idea being that you win the fight but because if you win the fight against the biggest person there, then other people aren't going to give you trouble. Uh, but that's it the do, thing. What, what doesn't what, what, what that doesn't count is how do you know you're going to beat the biggest guy? The biggest guy is the biggest guy because he's been in jail for a long time and he's been working out uh, in the prison yard lifting weights. So I mean, it, it, it's like saying what you should do when you go to prison is walk face first into a spinning fan of, of right. blades. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Then they complain that they picked on the biggest guy in the yard and the biggest guy in the yard was the biggest guy in the yard. Like, who trains these people? It this is. is. This is just so, you did not think this through and now you're complaining that the predictable outcome happened. 
talking about predictable outcomes, and this just came across Excellent uh, segue. my desk. Um, I do a, uh, this is something people should know, I, I, I do a, a bit on social media, a video thing with uh, you, our, our mutual friend Tarzan Dan. Yes. Uh, Great, one of the Dan. greatest broadcasters in the history of Canada. That's right. People uh, who aren't in the Calgary area may not have heard his name in a while. You know, star of YTV's Hit List, one of the most popular shows of its time. Um, great radio DJ. He's been in Calgary uh, on Q107 there for a long time. Uh, Q107 recently changed its format. <laughs> Get this. This is a diversion. But it, instead of playing music, they just changed their format. So they're just re, uh, repeating uh, the signal of their AM news station. Wait, um, Q107? Which, yeah, Q107. It's a brand. It's the, not just the Toronto one. It's the, Q107 was out in Calgary as well. But that's been a rock brand its entire... Well, they're not calling it Q107 anymore. I don't know what they're calling oh, it. Anyway, okay. so Tarzan, Dan, and I do a thing called News Nobody Needs. Short right. little it's, videos about things. Like um, and there was a story I did um, about uh, a guy who showed up to a Sarah Silverman concert or performance uh, in blackface and oh. to protest a TV sketch she did 15 years ago where she well, was in blackface. Wait, um, wait, wait. To protest it? Yes, because the person in blackface uh, who showed up in blackface is black. So it was a black man in blackface. Um, okay. And, and what I said was uh, funny is that the, the man's name is Michael Jackson. Um, na same name as a uh, artist who did everything he could could not to have a black face. Well, that's actually uh, a very common name, too. Yeah, but there was the joke that he... Well, he was yeah. in blackface. I just... <sighs> Wait, I'm not finished. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, and some guy responds that that was uh, effing ignorant. Um, oh. He called me... This was funny. A two-bit second-rate hack of a sock. <laughs> There's a first-rate... I don't know. Anyway... Um, I said, so what was so ignorant about it? It was a skin condition. That's pretty basic knowledge. He boasted about being black and proud his whole, his whole, uh, whatever, every time the topic came up. Your comment that he deliberately on purpose did everything he could to appear white is uh, pertly flat out racist, period. Um, okay, first of all, um, the, what he did to his face went beyond the vitiligo that he had with his the narrowing of his nose and the other and the bleaching of his skin to the degree that he did well there's there's been a lot of um writing as well about how much racism impacted him right well the thing is that my saying that he did what he could to not look black is not a racist statement every statement about a black person or a person of color is not by its well, nature that, racist that's i mean MTV wouldn't play him at first, because he was black. Well, they didn't play any black artists. Right, right. He was he, actually he, he was actually the reason black artists got played yeah. on MTV. He was so popular that the record company said, "If you don't play Michael Jackson, you yeah. can't play any but, videos from our company." But I mean, there are reasons that Thriller album was so rock, uh, rock inspired. Because it was it was a crossover album. They they had to. I mean, you saying that is factual, 
it's good to know the reasons why he was marketed that way. I mean, they they popified uh, is the nice way to say it, Whitney Houston as well. And that had huge psychological damage on her. Well, my point was, it is not racist to make a joke about somebody who is a person of color. If you're making fun of, like, if you're making fun of them for being of color or something like that, or you're denigrating their race or something, that's racist. But simply making a comment, it's like, and we'll get to this later, making a comment about a female performer is not in and of itself misogynist. No. Um, it, it, there, there has to be a certain uh, a certain character to the comment to make it misogynist. Just like well, there has to be a certain character to a comment to make it racist. People these days are so quick to run around calling everybody racist, misogynist, all this other stuff, without really understanding what they're saying and what these terms actually mean. Well, so they make the terms mean nothing in the end. Something I learned the hard way in Canadian broadcasting, yeah. which I will say is a very misogynistic industry to this day. It but hates all people. Actually. It hates all people, but it hates women in a particular way. It hates black people in a particular way. It hates Asian people in a particular way. It, it hates will, white people. Yeah, it hates it, people. Yeah. It will use anything against you that it can. I'm talking as if the industry is a person. But it is so misogynistic that you can't say something is misogynist because everyone in the room, even people who agree with you, will shout you down. See also everything else. It's such a problem that you can't talk about the problem. And that's the problem with this call-out culture. If it really was so bad, you wouldn't be able to say that. And I think that you can say, do you understand the sensitivity here? We can talk about this after the break, but there's a there's there's a productive way to address these things and an unproductive way to address these things. And and, and the unproductive way is not actually intended to change anyone's mind. It's to make the speaker seem like a fake good person. Um, well, then we will get to uh, this uh, tying it in to uh, Madonna. Right. Um, uh, and her appearance at the Grammy Awards. When we come back, also going to talk about um, nostalgia and uh, where does nostalgia go in uh, five years, 10 years when there's nothing, there's no common experiences for the generation uh, to be nostalgic about. Um, we'll get to that. But uh, first, we're going to go to a break. So let's do that. OK. OK. All right. <laughs> about people calling other people racist, misogynist, whatever, just because the person doing the calling wants to seem like they are better than... They're trying to show that they're such good people mm -hmm. that they're calling out racism and misogyny. So right. they do it without even understanding what it is, what it actually means, and they make the terms mean nothing. Uh, Madonna showed up to the Grammy Awards. Uh, her face had more filler than a 7-Eleven hot dog Oof, um, yeah. and uh, looked bizarre. And so people are commenting on how bizarre it is. And let's face it, Madonna is somebody who um, does, uh, has throughout her career, asked to be judged on her talent and her looks. She has put her looks front and center. Um, so it is fair 
to comment on what have you done to your face? And people are saying, Madonna said it's ageism and it's misogyny. And uh, I have something to say about it, but I, but if you got something to say, you come in first. About Madonna specifically? About, about yeah, about her comment. <sighs> well. Do you think it's ageism and misogyny to comment on... Um, uh, uh, on the fact that her face looks weird. Okay, this is Madonna. <laughs> That's my comment, right? Madonna is a provocateur. She does things that are deliberately going to rile people up. Anybody else, people would go, this is bait, right? And yeah. it's... Madonna is a performance artist. Like if you understand the tradition she came up in with Alvin Ailey and all that stuff. And I think she's, I, I could argue a merit to what she's doing. I'm not sure I agree with the position. So I have to be careful because sometimes I get interested in these topics, play devil's advocate and people think, you know, I have hard and fast on this opinion, but I do think because I don't know if you remember a few years back when she posted a picture and everybody was like, oh, she's tawdry. And people were comparing it to Nancy Reagan and all that stuff. And I think this is just another phase of Madonna refusing to be ignored, refusing to go softly into that good night, you know? Well, good for my- her. What What music does she have out lately? Well, she's constantly putting out music. I mean, yeah. it, no slag on her that her music today isn't at, as uh, groundbreaking, or or it might be groundbreaking, but it isn't as uh, popular as the stuff was 30, 40 years ago. Who is? I mean, she's, the fact that she's still putting out music, no, n- no, 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 no slag on that. But the idea, first of all, that it is misogyny, to point out that she has distorted her face. It has nothing to do with her being a woman. My comment about it had nothing to do with her being a woman because I've made comments about guys that have screwed up their face. Simon Cowell looks ghastly. Um, Okay, I haven't seen him in a while. The one I noticed for a while before he got it fixed is Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, like there's, I, I have called out bad plastic surgery before. It doesn't matter if it's male or female. So no. Calling it out is not misogyny. And okay, far- what, what what hold on, hold on, hold on. It. The word it always drives you crazy in this. What are you calling out? Bad plastic surgery. Bad plastic surgery. Okay, so bad plastic surgery can happen at any age, right? Uh, yes, and I've commented about it right. at different ages. Right. And you know, there is intense pressure because when Madonna didn't uh didn't do that and tried to age more naturally people gave her you know what for that too and so i understand her frustration but no commenting that somebody has you know more filler than a whole a, a patch drywall um that's not inherently misogynistic there is an uncanny valley appearance to some of these people's faces now the filler the other... has gotten out of control. Oh, it's now this is filler, filler, filler face. Um, yeah, the, the other the filler, thing is it's 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 too much. You look at somebody like Francis McDormand or even Jamie Lee Curtis or even somebody Lena Headey or Michelle Yeoh. 
you know, they they have had some work done, I guarantee it, but not that. But it's well, Madonna. When you, make yourself, when you make your face look like a Picasso, um, something, something. See, I don't like the aesthetic of people who radically uh, do, uh, do plastic surgery on their face because I think it sends a really bad message to the public about beauty and about about aging and and the idea that Madonna says that it is ageism to say to comment on her her face. No, you, the person who is actually uh, making aging, making a, a bad comment on aging is Madonna. You're feeding the trying... troll, Ed. What? You're feeding the troll. Madonna's she, trolling. She is making uh, aging look like something to be avoided, like something to be ashamed of by doing everything she can to not look like she's aging she's the one trolling. who is she's the one who's putting who, who who's ageist not me so the hell with these people and their comments um that sound you hear is ed taking the bait that's sound you hear is me making material um a material is, you think she's just a material all right a material girl you think that she is just baiting with those responses oh yeah you don't think she's actually believes that it's ageism and misogyny. You think she's just nope. baiting people. I think it's the latest incarnation of Madonna. Mm. It's bait. I'll have to take that under advisement. She's, she's not just doing the filler. It's the vaguely African-inspired braids and some of the things she said she is trying to court controversy so that, you know, people talk about her again because Madonna's a provocateur. This is what she's always done. Madonna is a, uh, a brilliant musical artist, as far as I'm concerned, a, a brilliant dancer, uh, a brilliant marketer. She's yeah. been great at evolving her brand over the years in, in very brilliant ways. I'm not taking anything of that away from her, but she has started to come across as Stifler's mother rather than Stacy's mom. See, I think she's she's taking the pulse. I think people are so sick of this call out stuff that she's in, in a way it's what she's always done. Right. This is something we're not supposed to do. I'm going to do it, make everybody freak out. And then we have to question whether we should really be freaking out about it. It just, I just don't like, you know what? There, okay, there's... but who cares if somebody calls you misogynist? I care because it dilutes the, the, the importance and the meaning of that term so that people, when when you call, we'll use misogynist as the, as the example, but racist mm -hmm. or whatever it fills into, when you call people misogynist uh, for things that are not really misogynist, there are too many charges out there of misogyny and it winds up being something that means nothing. It takes okay. the word and it means nothing. So and who determines whether something is legitimately a problem or not? Me. See, that's the problem. <laughs> you had me, you had me, you had me, you lost me. I, I don't understand the, the, uh, the, the, the problem with that. Um, I, think, I think that one of the things that Madonna intentionally or not is calling attention to here 
is the people that do something that is going to be commented upon. And then they complain and insist that, you know, it's just bigotry as opposed to when you said that you had to know people were going to have thoughts. Yeah, you know? it, it's like it's like people who get tattoos on various parts of their body. So it's body art. And so somebody right. looks and they what are you looking at me yeah. for? What did yeah. you put the tattoo there? Yeah. Put a shirt on that covers the tattoo. I won't look, but don't get a tattoo, which demand, which really you're putting out there art for people to look at. That's not just something private. If you're, if you want it private, you'd put a, a long sleeve on, but you, people put these, get these tattoos and say, what are you looking at me for? I'm I looking mean, at your freaking tattoo, which you I put mean, there for people to look at. See, Ed, you don't follow influencer TikTok. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of 20 something women on TikTok who have maybe not as much filler in their face as Madonna, but the lips have gotten. Oh, my God. The lips. Ridiculous. They they look like pontoons from what do they call those those airboats? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do you think your lips uh, uh, they call them bee stung. No, that's yep. an entire bee colony well, that has attacked your lips. This is the age group that grew up with brat dolls, right? Well, they're not trying to make their head um, uh, so out of proportion in size to their body, which oh, is what I th- brats were. I think if they could, they would. That's why I like this whole VTuber trend that people are like motion track cartoons. I I am so much more on the VTuber train than these influencers because, okay, it's an anime character. Everybody knows what that is. So people don't have to spend two hours getting ready for a one-hour stream. And it's still fun and fantasy. And, I mean, I've been doing Instagram and TikTok lately because Twitter. People are nasty about appearance. On those on, services. On which one? Which one's worse? Well, Instagram's worse, but TikTok's pretty bad. It's anywhere there's kids. It's what anywhere there's there's younger people. Oh, they... So the younger people are the ones who are being a-holes. I have never had anybody comment on my fat chin before I got on Instagram or TikTok. And it's been every week now. Different people. You have a fat chin? It's just this thing. Well, it's there the is. thing is the, these these bone rack twenty somethings. Um, now it's not just bone rack; they've all gotten surgery. Well, that's a bloody shame, and that's what things like Madonna popularizing surgery like that are saying. This is what you spoil, you know, because they they're role models. When you when when your role model is getting plastic surgery, that's telling you to get plastic surgery. Don't get, pla- there's some people who need plastic surgery. There's scars, there's, you know, there's reasons. Or, or just people for playing vanity, get, please. People, but that, but Ed, it's not just vanity. It's this perception that this is what you need to do. And what Madonna might be saying is if you're idolizing 20 year olds on TikTok who do this, why can't I? Now I'm not, I'm not saying that, that's what she's doing. She might just be attention seeking, but um, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm playing devil's advocate here because I do, I did, I first saw it and I admit I went, whoa. And then I'm like, wait, this is, this is Madonna. There's a reason she's doing things like this. It could also have been 
Um, she didn't intend it to turn out that way either. Uh, I, it's Madonna. You can't know for sure how something's going to turn out in cosmetic surgery until it's over. But that's filler. It's not surgery. Um, but it, it still falls under the rubric of plastic surgery. Yeah, but filler, you add and you add and you add. It's not all or nothing. Oh, you mean that she she would have seen it and said more and more and more? Well, yeah, that's that's deliberate. You don't start there. No surgeon is going to put that much filler in your face the first time. Not someone ethical. All right. Um, on that note, uh, we're going to go to a break and come back. And uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll continue a little bit on this. We're going to talk about um, the number of uh, really good actresses who only wind up getting uh, acclaim and notice when they do something that makes them less glamorous. It's a bit odd, uh, but it's true. And uh, we're going to talk about that when we come back. Stay with us. Jamie Lee Curtis for her uh, the award nominations she's received for her role in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, a movie which I think you'd agree, Liana, if you people haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's, oh, it's, it, it's a it's, joy. It is the rare film that deserves all the awards. It's all, all the awards and all the nominations it's getting, and still it's an imminently watchable movie. It's not just great performances. It's a good movie and i admit i'm bummed that the woman king isn't getting was isn't getting more credit as well but politics wrecked that movie well so, i'm with you on that because i saw the woman king and i thought viola davis gave the performance of her career yeah whatever I thought you that think, was a hell yeah, of a performance whatever you think about the material the performance is not just her there were there were quite a few uh, actresses in that film who were spectacular and nothing. And I, um, I, it's just it's just politics in that case. Well, the politics you're referring to is the story. It is based in history. It is not actual history. And uh, people came up and said that it uh, glossed over uh, that tribe's role in the, the African slave trade. Um, they were missing the point of what the movie was about because it wasn't well, about they, the slave trade, they really. Didn't, but... They didn't see it as a superhero movie set in history. They saw it as an art house film. And it wasn't. It was an action film. Oh, tons of action. I, yeah. I think they I think they marketed it somewhat wrong because of that. But apparently there was sort of a don't take this movie going around Hollywood. And so they punished people who defied that. Um, well, I mean, you look at another movie, which the, the primary cast were all uh, black women, uh, but was marketed as an action movie, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It got uh, substantially, I mean, granted, it's not trying to base itself in history. It didn't deal with the historical slave trade, yeah, it, so it didn't have that. <laughs> okay, let's face it, though. It's based on the same thing. <laughs> Well, there, there, there's, there is a, there is a, a core of uh, things yeah. that connected. But Jamie Lee Curtis is has, has been a great actress her whole career. Um, yes, but she didn't get credit earlier on because of the Halloween movies and and the way things were back then. 
I mean, before this, the biggest buzz that she got for being in a movie was when she showed her boobs in trading places. No, she got some buzz for stuff like A Fish Called Wanda. Well, talk about a while back. That was and a good then, movie, too. And then, I mean, I remember a pop when she made True Lies. Well, she's a she's she's a solid performer. Now, yeah, there, first of all, there is an actress. When you're talking about somebody who has chosen to age gracefully, she looks good. Okay, she looks, she looks her age, but she looks good. But she's not just she's she's a really tough lady. I respect the heck out of her. She just does her thing and does not care. She's re- I hate to use the term inspiring. But the way she just doesn't care what people say, it's so great. Which is why she probably took this role in Everything Everywhere All at Once, where she is decidedly unglamorous. She plays a a, a, a taxation officer, um, and she uh, deliberately de-glammed, including showing a tummy that somebody at her age would naturally have. Um, yeah, and she's now she's nominated for awards for her acting. And what was the one? Uh, 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 uh Nicole Kidman was nominated for an Academy okay, Award. That, that's she, a little different, though. But like, she put she something had, like, on her nose. nose. Yeah, she that's put a fake though. nose on. Like, but it's, the thing Curtis... is, women have to make themselves look unglamorous for them to be noticed for their acting. I saw the movie. I loved the movie. I didn't think this was her best performance ever in her career. But it's the one she got attention for. Again, is it coincidence that it was one where she was glammed down? Okay, I feel that way about Michelle Williams' performance in The Fablemans, too. Yeah, also not her greatest, but she's been nominated before. She was good. I just thought that's a very Michelle Williams, Michelle Williams role, right? And, And that's what she's stuck in. And... I she was good. I thought Paul Dano was more understated and therefore did more. But it this is the issue with Hollywood and parts for women, and that and that's why I'm I'm excited for Jamie Lee Curtis in in that supporting actress category because she was a supporting actress. She was, you know, one of the bigger names in the thing. Yeah, but, Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh, only two recognizable names in the movie. But Jamie Lee Curtis is an actress who is known as a lead, but she's like, this is a good part. I'm going to take a relatively small part because I believe in the project. That's support, right? And I I, I mean, there's so many wonderful things about everything, everywhere, all at once. And I hope it gets all the awards. But, you know, based on the Grammys, weird things happen. It, it no matter what happens, it, it it's a it's it's something everybody should see. It was a great movie. It's yeah. non. It's a very non Hollywood type of movie. Like there's not a, the thing is there is a lot of CGI in it, and there's there's a a parallel universe where people have hot dogs for fingers, and it's wonderful. Um, it's great. It's a great human story that is also got fantastical elements in it. Very hard to do. Um, well, it, so I like it, you. Wish them. Uh, good luck and yeah. uh, and, and it it came out at the same time as like Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and I thought it was more of a multiverse movie than the movie with multiverse in the title. Oh, I agree. I, if I had to choose what I if I had to recommend somebody to see either Doctor Strange or that, I tell them to go see everything everywhere all at once. And we are going to uh, go to a break 
and come back about, uh, is there any future for nostalgia after this? I mentioned off the top, Leon, I was in Halifax yes. um, last week. Uh, shout out to all my new friends uh, in, ha- in Halifax, uh, in the East Coast. I love the East Coast. Uh, of okay, I love the Maritimes in Canada. Yeah. The times I've been there, um, the people are just very welcoming. Uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, the culture there is one uh, of welcome. Anyway, I uh, went out to Halifax. Why did I go to Halifax? Because a promoter was putting on a show called Big Shiny Tunes. They did it last year. It was a big hit based on the best-selling Much Music CD series. They ran for like 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was it was two nights, a Friday and a Saturday. The idea was that they had local bands and local singers come in and do their favorite song from uh, one of the, the uh, CD compilations. So it turned out to be um, a lot of 90s music. Mm-hmm. And the place was full. Uh, the place, I mean, for a Friday night, people had been working all week and it was freezing cold out there. It was real busy. Saturday night, it was insane. Um, and people were, they were experiencing, a, like, like it was a joy. They were reconnecting mm-hmm. to their happy place, mm-hmm. to a time in their life when the world seemed to make sense. The world was simpler for them. Um, they, they remember it with, with you know, with, with, with uh, rose-colored glasses. And mm-hmm. every generation does that. Um, it was until recently, it was the 80s that experienced that. But as the elder millennials are getting to that age, I think the age is around late 30s, early 40s, is when nostalgia starts to kick in. And so for their age, nostalgia is the 90s. The common experience they shared was much music, which was a common experience nationally, and uh, the music off those CDs, which was played on much music. Mm -hmm. What I wonder is, since we no longer really have common experiences anymore since people can uh curate the entertainment that they watch there's i mean we don't get the last episode of mash audiences we don't get who shot jr uh audiences i mean game of thrones is is as close to a uh, common experience i think as people and even then yeah people don't see it yeah um but we don't have common experiences. So how going forward as the people who are now in their 20s wind up in their late 30s and 40s, what are they going to be nostalgic for if they didn't have anything, any unifying uh, thing, any unifying pop culture uh, items uh, that uh, they all can can, can you you know, remember with fondness? You don't play enough video games. So you think it'll be video games, eh? Oh, it's already video games. So that's it. It's not music. It's not uh, uh, filmed entertainment, I'll call it, TV series, streaming service series. It's not so much that. It is going to the the most common bond, uh, you think, is video games. Well, yeah, I mean, it's starting to run together, right? The the Last of Us, for instance, right? Huge huge hit on uh, streaming. It's a game and it's a TV show. Right, they're adapting God of War. That it—that's what it's going to be. That and you know this, all these superhero movies that are big right now. People had nostalgia for Avatar. That's part of the reason it did so well. 
So you think there will be a future for nostalgia, but perhaps it'll be different? Like, I, I, what, what music is going to gather that many people going to speak? What music speaks to a whole generation? Despacito. <laughs> that song is going to be the thing. That's only one song. Like, yeah, but what... there's, there's songs like that. I mean, it's there, right? Demi Lovato and Harry Styles. Like, I cannot name a, a song. I can name some water. No, watermelon something cake is Demi Lovato. Harry Styles is some other fruit. I don't know. That was not a crack at his fashion. No, it's not um, a crack at the fact he likes no. to wear dresses. Yeah, but uh, I can't name a Harry Styles song, but he won album of the year and people know it i i've listened to it i mean beyonce lizzo those are gonna be lizzo's music is excellent mm -hmm. you know but beyonce is definitely gonna be one of those artists that this generation and taylor swift taylor All swift right. is definitely gonna be uh one of those one of those artists that people remember and then things like imagine dragons and drake is i think going to be the nostalgia thing as people grow a bit older and go wow that was really shallow and superficial you know well okay you've convinced me that there there is enough there are enough common experiences even if you're not experiencing them at the same time as everyone yeah. else um you are experiencing them within the same time period as everybody else. Yeah, and I mean, things like Fortnite, the, the free-to-play games, that's definitely a shared experience for a lot of people. I mean, keep in mind, Gen Z's growing up with these video games. It's not like when we were kids and it was more of a luxury item. It's normalized. It's on phones. It's on tablets. It's There are things. I mean, there are... Angry Birds? Will Angry Birds be one Angry of them? Angry Birds will be one. Pokemon is still going strong. Uh, this, what is it? Um, Ladybug and, and Cat Noir? Is that what it is? You're asking me, like, I'm going to give you the answer to that. Well, something like Steven Universe is huge. That was a cartoon, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All and right. then there's, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff on Netflix. I think, I mean, Wednesday, it was huge. All right. So there are still... Uh, elements of common experience which makes me happy because yeah. that's what binds us together as a culture is these yeah. things that we share in we don't experience them the same way necessarily but we are all experiencing them in the same time and it, it defines a certain uh it's a snapshot of our lives um and i think that that's a good thing to have to look yeah, back I mean on and to get joy from that's the thing you don't know what's going to be nostalgic until the nostalgia hits, right? Some things that were massive hits, when you think, you know, back in the 2000s, when we were doing much music stuff, it didn't last. Some stuff did. Backstreet Boys were still touring until recently in the controversy that that came up, so. Yeah, I mean, Backstreet um, Boys, I still hear on, on radio all the time. I mean, NSYNC seems to still be a thing, but all those other boy bands, not the same. Not the same. No. You don't hear uh, LFO <laughs> very much. Um, so uh, we're we're done. Um, but it's as always, I want to remind you and recommend to you that you uh, look up Leanna's podcast. It's not therapy. 
where she approaches day-to-day problems with uh, humor and relatable, uh, r- relatable context uh, to help you uh, to su- suggest some hands-on ways you can deal with day-to-day problems right now. Um, uh, it's been, uh, Leanna's uh, peer counseling service has been very successful in helping people in a very short time uh, recognize and deal with their, their issues. Uh, it's not therapy uh, is an extension of that. You hear all kinds of topics about things that, I mean, they're things that, that we all, all deal with. They're, they're very common uh, aggravations and things. Um, and so Leanna talks about it, gives advice, has experts on, they talk about it. And you walk away, feel you don't feel like you're lectured to. You don't feel like someone told you to walk on hot coals. You just feel like you learned something you can put to use right away. And that is called It's Not Therapy. It is a podcast on all platforms. It is on uh, saga960am.ca. Uh, um, and it... Uh, uh, and it, you can just Google "it's not therapy" with Leanna Kersner, and it's it's all it's, it's you all everywhere it you get your podcast. Most places you get your podcast. There's a few things that were too hard to list. Um, but uh, and also, me and Tarzan Dan look for us on TikTok, Twitter, and uh, Instagram doing uh, news nobody needs. They're very quick little bits. Um, I and, enjoy them. Well, thank you. Uh, so check those out, and uh, time for us to check out. So Leanna, do your thing. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.